two, one. Welcome back to the Bushnell Project. Been absent for a couple of days, uh, maybe longer than that, but it's been a busy uh, week and a half for me. And I've been enjoying getting back into Genesis and looking through this and just having a lot of thoughts about culturally what's happening in our country and around the world and thinking about what was going on in the time of Abram. The population is exploding. We've got various kings or strong men, you know, we call them kings. But really strong men, men who were leaders, men who, who led people, and then of course they conflicted with one another. And chapter 15 continues on with Abram, and I, and I kind of want to close our chapter 14 with uh, a couple of thoughts before we dive into 15. It says that uh, you know, Abraham has this encounter with Melchizedek, and Abraham is giving God the credit for what has happened. But it's interesting after this encounter that it says and Abraham gave gave him a tenth of everything, meaning Melchizedek. And the king of Sodom said to Abraham, Give me the persons, but take the goods for yourself. But Abraham but Abram said to the king of Sodom, Sodom, I have lifted my hand to the Lord, God most high, possessor of heaven and earth that I would not take a thread or a sandal strap or anything that is yours, lest you should say, I have made Abram rich. I will take nothing but what your what the young men have eaten and the share of the men who went with me. Let uh, Anur, Eshkol, and Mamre take their share. And so here's, Abram didn't do this. He didn't go after Lot for the fame. He didn't do it for the wealth. He did it because it was the right thing to do. He led. He knows how to lead against men who would be violent. You must rise up against them. You cannot cower. You can't allow fear to overtake. So there is no... Abram had no need for the wealth that was acquired and he handed it back to the people that it came from. Um, after giving Melchizedek 10% and allowing some of his men to get their fair share, their pay, if you will. But here's the, the thing for today, men. That we need to be leaders. We need to be leaders in our home. We need to be leaders in our community. We need to rise up and lead. And it doesn't mean that all of us are, are king men or strong men. But we know who they are and we need to get behind them. But in our own sphere to be the strong men, that when something is wrong, that we, we need to stand up and say, no, that's, that's wrong, that's not appropriate, and address it. But address it in an appropriate way as well. So just because something is wrong, our response could also be wrong, and two wrongs don't make a right. So how are we responding to the culture of today? How we, we didn't really do a good job of responding to some cultural things in the past, and that's why we're, I think, where we are today. And it may be that it's time. It's time for us to go over the edge of the cliff, if you will, and God will raise up a remnant, and we're, when evil comes on like a tidal wave, He will raise a standard that will stand against it. And that's going to be those who just rise up and say, you know, no matter what, I am going to praise God. I'm not going to, I am not going to reject my Lord and you know even if I even as I speak right now 
in other parts of the world and we know in China that Christians are are being are being arrested and forced to deny their faith in Christ or be beaten or be punished in other ways they're being basically forced into slavery because of their faith in Jesus Christ and so I pray for my brothers and sisters that are in China that are going through that and I pray that they will that they will withstand, that they will persevere, that they will press on in the midst of all that that their prayers are a sweet savory, a savory smell to God and that we who are not being persecuted should be praying for them and as if as if we were chained to them, chained with them in their persecution. So what are we standing up for? Are we standing up for our right to not wear a mask or wear a mask or are we standing up for what we know is right and best in advancing the kingdom of heaven, of building up this concept of love that God promotes because God is love and he, he shows us clearly how he wants us to act and respond and to love one another and he, we've, we've learned from those who have gone before us we have great history and great writings from those who have gone before us as to how to unpack say Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7 where you know, Augustine's confessions or other church confessions about the basics of Christianity and, and what is sin and what is God and what is all these things and we we seem to cower away from the idea of being educated, of of reading some some dead reading from some authors that have been dead, maybe even for well, let's see, Augustine's been dead for since around four fifty AD, so that's a long time ago, right? Sixteen hundred years ago, sixteen hundred and fifty years ago. So reading not just your Bible, but reading these great confessions and reading history and knowing your history is a, is a good thing. I just got back from Washington, D.C. where I was showing people around. We did the, the, the uh, Tomb of the Unknowns there and the Changing of the Guard at the Tomb of the Unknowns in the Arlington National Cemetery. We visited Mount Vernon. We did the monuments and uh, you know a lot of questions, a lot of and these were college students, some of them were teachers, and of course the history teachers, they knew most of their history, but there was a lot of things they didn't know, they didn't know some of the details, and some of the things that I've learned, and even encountering a, an actor at Mount Vernon who plays the part, and he plays it very, he plays it very, very well, and I've, I've, I've interacted with him over the years a lot, and he really knows his character. And so, it's interesting to watch him and how he plays his part, and then to think about us as men, do we know our Jesus? Like, this guy knows the character he's playing, and that it was George Washington's aide, and, and so, how well he knows him puts us to shame on how well we know Jesus, and how we know we, go, we know the Word, and God, and what... And what men have learned through the centuries that we don't need to go and learn it again because it will take us a long time. We can learn by reading them. So I want to encourage us men to rise up to do some homework, to 
not be afraid. You know, we might be slow readers. We might have a hard time with it. But with the technology today and audible books and things like that, we ought to be listening to some great apologetics, some great history, uh, have some answers right, for when our wife or our children or others ask the question, ask the great questions, right? So let's, let's stand up, let's rise up, and it's all. Okay, we're going to move out of chapter 14 and chapter 15 on the next podcast. God bless you guys. Have a great day. Talk to you soon.